<coughs> Yo, welcome to episode 174 of Just Another Next Fan, hosted by your host. You already know who it is, J-A-K.F. And uh, after Tuesday, after, you know, taking down the Warriors, you know, beating the brakes off at um, um, then they got their brakes beat off again by the Nets. They, they, uh... Let the Grizzlies know what time it is. Yes, to the Grizzlies, they let the Grizz know what's good. Um, Dylan Brooks and them, yeah, they got that work yesterday. But uh, just want to throw that out there because that's the last time the Knicks won. Um, ever since we've just been uh, losing some real close games, heartbreak city on them. Know what I mean? Wednesday, you already know Pascal's triangle. Thursday. You know, Thursday night football, fucking Jets is playing. I'm like, all right, let's let's see what's going on here. And then Zach Wilson, um, I don't know, bro. I don't really know what's going on over there with, with Zach Willie. But um, T. Lawrence was was showing up. Um, the Jets defense, I think it. I think when the offense is that anemic, that inefficient, I think that shit mentally wears on the defense and, and even special teams, bro. So they gotta figure that shit out. For the Jets, when does Mike White come back? And then the Knicks against the Bulls, bro. This is probably... This ah! Really gave that game away. We gave it away. Holiday season style, you know what I mean? And then Saturday, for some reason, uh, I guess because Christmas is on Sunday, the NFL was like, yo, we're going to have y'all play on Saturday. And then the Giants played a great game, man. Played a great game. And then lost to another 60-yard game-winning field goal. So the Giants, like, lead the league in, like, most 60-yard field goals hit against. And um, it happened once again. Not to my surprise. So, like, that Friday and Saturday combination of the Jets and Giants and the Knicks losing. But that shit hurt. Because the Giants won, you know, they could have clinched the playoffs, bro. You know, we win that game, we clinched the playoffs position, playoff spot. And um, that would have been great just knowing that we we got that out the way. Like, all right, cool, Giants clinched the playoff spot. Now nah, we still got to deal with these fuckers, man. Um, the Colts. The Colts, they brought back Knicks Foles uh, into the fold, man. They brought in uh, AFC Op. I don't like that, man. I mean, AFC, NFC East, opposition from the past. So I, I don't like that, man. I don't like the fact that they, they called to play Nick Foles. But, um, no, we'll see what happens, man. I mean, I got a good feeling about that Giants winning that game anyways. But I would have been nice if the Giants just closed this game out. Um, but the Vikings did what the Vikings did. The Giants play hard to play well. And Vikings just happen to make more plays. And then Sunday, the Knicks... Play a phenomenal uh, first, I'll say, uh, 37 minutes of the game. Even a good minute in the first, fourth quarter. It was up 98, 96, 98, 95, some shit. And that was it after that. And then you got Yang, Yang, flexing. You know, like like he, like he's James Harden. Like he's, he's basically doing his best impersonation of Draymond Green. Um, yeah, he balled the fuck out. He had, like, four three-pointers in the fourth quarter. But, like, 
I don't know. I mean, yeah, bro, that shit was annoying, bro. The Knicks was just, you know, things just fell apart in the fourth quarter. But I don't know, like, ain't nobody counting it, bro. You rather have you make those threes than James Harden do what he does and then B do what he does. You had to pick our opposing, bro, and that's the one we chose. But shout outs to him, man. He made, he made those shots. It was just that fucking yelling afterwards. I'm like, damn, bro, you relax, my nigga. Right, damn. But anyways, they did what they did supposed to do. That Milton three-pointer before halftime, I was peeved. I was peeved by that. This man couldn't miss a three-pointer. That was some bullshit. Um, but it is what it is. Even harder shot away from three. It was sometimes. Just, I mean, we did lose to a better team, but it's... It was tough, man. It was, tough. it was in the game, man. That's the thing. We was in the game, bro. And I think part of the, the emotional letdown included that loss from the Bulls. Like, all right, bro. We, um, normally when the Knicks lose two close games, it's a smack fest from the beginning of the game. You know what I mean? But it wasn't the case. The Knicks, shout out to the Knicks. They played a phenomenal three. First great three quarters. You know, they hung in there and. You know, things faded out eventually, right? It is what it is. We lost to a better team. But what I still can't fathom, what still hurts me is that is that Bulls game, man. Like, that shit hurt, bro. Um, For so many reasons. Like, first of all, we look at that Wednesday game against the Bulls. I mean, Raptors. And the, we wasted two good games from Julius Randle and um, RJ Barrett. And then we always wasted another good game from Julius Randle. And, you know, RJ gets the Bulls, bro. Amazing. Amazing, man. We should, we, we we made some dumb fouls down the stretch, some dumb calls, like offensive foul RJ. But come on, man. That Mitchell Robinson block was not a foul. That was a block. That Julius Randle shit was not a, a foul. That was a steal. But despite all that shit, bro, what we got to do is make our free throws. And we couldn't do that. We couldn't make our free throws. We got our best two free throw shooters at the foul line. And then we just folded. And that shit hurt. You know, I'm, I know it's hard to beat a team three straight times. Like, that shit is not easy, bro. But they sort of gave it to you, man. It was like, here. Yeah. And then they took it back. But most of that shit was our fault, man. We lost that game. Despite the bullshit. Some bullshit officiating at the end, but, yo, still got to make your free throws, man. Especially Grimes. Like, especially if Julius Randle, like, dog, he made them shit six for six against Indiana. I'm like, that's the dude I'm worried about. If anything, I'm worried about Randle. I'm worried about Barrett. Not McGrimes and Brunson. But not McBrunson has done this a, a few times now, man, in the fourth quarter, in the last minute, in the clutch, is where, like, Missed it against the Bucks, and now he missed either the Bucks or the Grizzlies. I think it was the Bucks. He missed some free throws against the Bucks, um, and now he yeah it was definitely against the Bucks, man. We missed some free throws against the Bucks, and now we missing free throws against the Bulls. What's up with this shit, man? That division, the whole whatever Midwest, Mid East, whatever division. No, the region of America. I'm talking about right now Midwest, Indiana, Chicago, Milwaukee. All pretty close to each other, but um, definitely missed those free throws, man. 
against the Bucks. Now that I remember, because we missed a lot of free throws that game. If we made those free throws, maybe it wouldn't have came down to a Grayson Allen three-pointer. But now back to this Bulls game. You know, Grimes missed it and he missed it. And then, you know, you see Julius Randle's face. And he looked so sad, bro. And I felt that shit, bro. I felt sad too, man. I definitely did, bro. I felt the sadness, man. I was like, what the fuck, bro? The same right. But um, what you gonna do, yo? Just be sad, right? And that's exactly what I was. Um, I was upset. I was annoyed. Um, then I just wake up. You no know, more moves. I'm on moves. I'm making moves. Oh, it's one o'clock. The Giants are playing. Giants saw a lot of resiliency that game. So many aspects, and then they just lose, bro. They just lose. That shit tough, man. That shit tough. But a common denominator outside of the Knicks missing free throws has been teams applying the zone defense. And the Knicks not able to, I guess, counter the zone defense. Yes, we definitely are lacking a lot of offensive firepower off of the bench. It's just been quite obvious, especially since Obi Toppin's been out. He's been out for a couple of weeks. We don't know how long he's going to be out for. But um, he's out. He's hurt. He's been hurting. But before I, I elaborate further, quickly did have a solid week coming off the bench. He's had some great games. It's just haven't happened been able to win these past few games, but he's been solid. I mean, I guess to Philly, though, he did have some garbage time points, but whatever. Whatever. Um, but he, he was solid this week coming off the bench, so shout out so quickly for just establishing some sort of offensive consistency, at least for this week. And we definitely will need that moving forward. But I don't like this shit, man. Whenever teams play the zone against the Knicks, it's like Yo, like the Knicks, I don't know, bro. Like the Knicks, sort of, like things really slow down and and they forget what got them there, man. Like, and if the personnel you have, like Thibodeau needs to have some sort of personnel in place. Like, yo, they play the zone, this, this, because usually they play the zone on the Knicks when the Knicks are playing well, when they have a lead. So... That's a position where you could exchange baskets with a team, right? Like, all right, man, y'all want to play this zone defense bullshit? Y'all want to, all right, let's exchange baskets. And that's what you do. And you put your zone busting squad in there, bro. The zone busters, I think, remember their teammates, the, ugh, I think when the opposition wants to play zone, you throw Andy Rose in there, bro. And especially if Jalen Brunson is hurt. Um, or has played a lot of minutes and he needs a break and you're trying to do this without JB in the game, the real Jalen Brunson, who I feel like has been uh, dealing with some injuries, but just staying out there for the sake of the team, just trying to hold it down. And um, yeah, he's been, he, I mean, if he's in the game, like you saw, oh, the Knicks were able to score a little bit when he was in the game, even though his hip was hurting or some shit. He was definitely hurt. He still played a great game. But... Yeah, throw D Rose in there, bro. D Rose knows how to get into the heart of the defense, bro. And and get these players rotating, bro. Like we the Knicks get too perimeter oriented and just hanging out on the perimeter when teams apply that zone defense. They 
tend to stop moving, tend to stop thinking, and 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 it just it's not fluid basketball. They forget what got them there, bro. But you also need some players that could bust that zone up. And um, I think D Rose is definitely one of them because he gets to the paint, he can get his floater shot off. Um, Evan Fournier could shoot the fucking ball off the bench. Uh, he is our best shooter, even though he's not playing, but he still is our best three point shooter. Uh, regardless, I can't really judge his numbers this year. He's barely played. He's barely gotten any rhythm. But if teams are going to play the zone, you got to have a zone-busting squad out there, man. And it got to improve. It got to include players that can shoot the three-pointer and attack that zone by getting into the heart of it. And D. Rose knows how to get into the zone. And, I mean, I guess he does, yeah. And speaking of D. Rose, man, I, I know... His matching pajama combination went viral um, this uh, past weekend. So, shout out to D-Rose for that. My boy's out here making moves. That's why I'm glad I got his jersey. But the Knicks need to just, you know, take three in the zone, bro. They're usually playing that when the Knicks are playing good. They're trying to stop us from playing good. So, what do you do? You put in D-Rose. Because you know why he needs to put in D-Rose? So, he can bust that zone up. All right. Why you want to put in Evan Fournier? Why? Because he can shoot the fucking ball. He can help. You bust that zone up. And plus, it's nine-man rotation. You look at the box score. The reason you look at the box score, because I want to see how many minutes these guys is playing, right? Damn, bro. you got Everybody getting like 40-plus if you're a starting lineup. And on top of that, you look at our bench production. We getting outside of quickly. We getting maybe less than 10 points. And that's not good. We're lacking firepower off the bench. And I'm hearing, let's make trades. Let's do that. Woo, woo. Oh, let's try that. Let's try to get this. I'm like, yo, we got talent on the bench. I get the fact that OB is hurt. I get the fact that Cam Reddish might not play another minute because he's on the trade block. But you still got Evan Fournier to bust that zone up. They normally play in zone because we're playing good offensively and the other team is trying to get back into the game. That's why we blew that lead against Atlanta. And that's what Philly was doing yesterday because we were playing well offensively, bro. So when you're playing well offensively and try to stop you from playing well offensively, yo, put in the zone busters. Yeah, you're going to take a hit defensively for a little while, but at least they'll stop playing that zone defense. At least it keeps your offense afloat because our offense be taking hits, bro. Hits when teams play that zone defense. It'll be hard to watch. It was the fourth quarter. I was like, I already know where this shit going. I wasn't going well, but it is what it is, man. I just felt like, you know, we're 18 and 16. Have a little three-game losing streak. You know, you're learning from, you can learn from these games. Like, I, this nine-man rotation definitely does work. Uh, These players have a rhythm, but you also got to look at, is it sustainable? In terms of playing the guys 40 minutes, and that's not good, man. Like like I said, man, the moment you sniffed about the play zone, throw D-Rose in there for the for, for his floaters, put Evan Fournier in there for um, his three-pointers. That's it, bro. Like if they're playing zone, it's because you guys are doing good offensively. It's, it's, that means we're usually winning when they put the zone defense in. So, fuck it. Like, I. I'm gonna let, y'all gonna let Fournier shoot these threes? Cool. Y'all gonna let D Rose shoot these floaters? All right, cool. Because McBride, offensively, not making no noise. Hartenstein, Hartenstein, he might make noise with Rose in the fold, bro, because 
he he's he's a solid passer for a big. And then you throw Randall in there, you throw Barrett in there, you have some weapons that get the ball moving. Evan Fournier, even in the short time that he did play, he always managed to get a couple lobs to Sims and Mitchell Robinson. Just because he's a third offensively, you gotta respect his shot. He'll get to the basket, he'll draw a double lob. Or he'll shoot the three. So like and that's the thing with Tibbs. I want him to understand this. I'm like, alright, man, this dove teams love throwing the zone at us when we play good, so that's what we gotta do. Alright, put in the zone busters. And let Fournier, let Rose know like yo, y'all the zone busters. They're playing three, two, two, three, y'all already know what time it is. Go make light work of this shit. Because Evan Fournier is designed to bust that zone up. So is D-Rose. I'm not saying play these guys fucking 25 minutes a game or 30 minutes a game. But, yo, play them spot minutes. You playing, you paying Fournier $19 million, paying D-Rose $14 million. So, tell them to bust that zone up. Like yesterday, fuck it. I don't care if they didn't play all game, bro. You're going to respect D-Rose. You're going to respect Fournier. I'm going to respect his shots, man. So... And on top of that, we 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 I think we definitely I'm gonna look at the fucking stat sheet or, or statistical analysis to know that we're pretty much at the bottom of points off the bench right now. Two two Sims two points, Hornstein two points, like it's and it's not their fault. Like they're not supposed to be relied upon for like the scoring dosage. Uh, of course it's supposed to be quickly quickly. Has been hella inconsistent, but it's all good. Um what I mean by that is he still got to keep doing what he's doing, but we need to add another player into that fold. I know it's supposed to be Obi. He's hurt. So if Obi's not there to provide that scoring punch, and he's not, how do I say it? It's not the best, like, defensive player that we have. So we might as well throw Fournier in there, man. We need some offense uh, coming off the bench because we can't have Randall, Brunson, and Barrett playing 47 minutes a game, man. So we need to dis- distribute these minutes a little better and, and and be a bit more smarter with it. But at the same time, you know, this strategy was working for eight straight games. We also got to adjust, man, because you got to realize, like, yo, this is not good. 41 minutes, 42 minutes. So the Knicks might have been gas, but the zone has always given the Knicks problems. And we got some players... That are designed to bust that zone up, so I think we should um, utilize those pl- the healthy players at least um, from Fournier and Rose. I know Cam, like I said, man, Cam is usually a good zone buster too. Like he gets into the teeth of the defense and makes shit happens when teams play zone. But obviously, he's not gonna play another minute, so because uh, he's definitely on a trade block. But um, overall, you know, Randall had a great week. So did Barrett. You know, he had that tough loss, tough game yesterday. And, you know, Randall, like I said, Bradley had a 29-point game, 44-point game. The game against the Warriors, just, it was just... The game yesterday, but it was... I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like yesterday is one of those games was like where we expect Barry to show up would have been perfect. Like, the game against the Bulls, yeah, I didn't expect him to score 44, but I was happy that he did. And he played good against the Raptors, great. I was happy that he did. And then yesterday against the, the Sixers, and I'm hoping, like, all right, man, we're going to need you to show up today, bro. Like, I expect you to show up today, and he did in the first half. 
In the second half, I got like I said, we don't know what it was. It could probably be a combination of him running out of gas, him just missing, Philly adjusted. It's a combination of all of that. But at the same time, we're just like, yo, bro, I, I need you to show up today. Like, this is, we're going to need you to win this game. Like, Harden showed up, and what's his name showed up, and B showed up. So, like, we just need Barrett to be in the fold. Like, these are the games I need RJ to consistently show up in. These are the games where I need RJ to show up and let let people know that he in the building. And um, he wasn't able to, but I'm also upset that we wasted two of his great games and even Randall's three great games. It sounds weird to say that, you know, outside of yesterday's game, Brunson's been struggling a bit. Um, even against the Raptors, he struggled. But, hey, um, teams are keying in on him, and that's, Part of the reason why Randall and RJ have been allowed to step up and be great. And like I said, I just wish Brunson made those free throws against the Bulls, man. Things would be much easier. Because we're going on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday. Five straight days of L's, dog. It's tough. And um, I had to think about it, man. Like, I've seen a lot of J. Randall um, negative talk. Even after he plays well, especially the way he's been playing this year, man, I haven't been feeling that at all. You know, I don't like the fact that now, nah, but you should still—he's like just like nitpicking that shit. Um, it ain't fair, bro. He's been busting ass this year. He's been playing well. He's been doing everything we asked him to do. You know, as Knicks fans, we we hold players accountable, and we're really objective. And I think in this situation, we're not being objective, and I don't think that's fair because. Randall's been hooping. He's been hooping for sure. He's been holding it down. And his body language has been good. He's been great. He's been great to his standards of what we expected out of him. And I think we should be more more fair to him this season because he's been hooping. You know, I still see, you know, if you still trade him all his values high, we should still do this and accept that and the third. But I'm like, yo, he's he's... This is not at this point of the season, not the time where you try to um what's the word I'm looking for? Like scale it back. Like people are trying to trade him for the bare minimum. Like, oh yeah, you could get a second round pick and you get you know, like, like oh, come on bro. This is a twenty three. We need the value back of at least a twenty three, uh a twenty ten and twenty and ten player, I guess. Like something close like it won't make sense trying to trade him, bro. He's been doing good. The final has been good. Yeah, we never know shit could change, but at the same time, you gotta commend him for the way he's been playing lately. And you know, most fans have, but you know, the ones that have been, you know, going out of the way to shit on Randall, I feel like they should be a bit more objective too, because they're gonna stand out the most. And um, the ones that are not being objective, then it makes all of us, as all of us as a Knicks fans, look bad. Even though he's been hooping and he's been doing his part. And a big reason why we're at this stage right now, even though it's just 18 and 16, but I'll take it right now. She. Um, yeah, Rand Brunson, the real JB, he's definitely had a rough patch outside of yesterday. But like I said, I think his minutes needs to be managed a bit more for sure because I feel like he's been playing too much. I feel like that's why we got to sprinkle in D-Rose. We got to sprinkle in IQ. Even Foyer, man. I'm telling y'all, man. We need our guy. We need some offensive production off the bench, bro. 
and quickly has been doing it on a consistent basis, but, you know, five straight days, five straight days of L's, bro. It must stop. It must stop. I don't know if you noticed, I ain't even say happy holidays. It's, it's just, but happy holidays, man, for the world. Um, it's been tough with all these sports team losses, man. But we'll see what happens, man. Texas Triangle soon on the way. We play the Mavs, we play the Spurs, play the Rockets. And um, hopefully everything's straight. Our triangle is 180 degrees. And I'm hoping everything is straight, meaning that we can sweep this Texas Triangle, even though no team has t- sweeped the Texas Triangle since the 2008 Boston Celtics. But hopefully we can change things. And we can make sure that we're the first team to do it ever since. Um, I'm excited. Like I said, man, when it comes to Brunson, I know he's been on a little slump. I think we should get him some rest. Let him heal up. And, and, and you know, figure out, adjust the pieces accordingly to figure out how we can pull out these next few games. But I'm pretty sure that Drill JB want to play the next game bad because he's playing against the Mavs, his former team. So he probably definitely want to show up. But with that being said, tough week. Tough game of losses. Let's see how the Knicks make these adjustments. Episode 174, your boy Jack F. Pew, pew, pew.